Daily Draft Report. Set your DDR to record now. Welcome in, everybody. Daily Draft Report, your daily dose of prospect information for the NFL Draft, brought to you by Campus to Canton. Tonight's prospect, my quarterback one, Matt Corral, Ole Miss, redshirt junior quarterback, Quarterback, six foot one, two hundred and five pounds, and I'm really excited to bring on my guest, Rich Adams. How you doing tonight, Rich? I am doing great, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, you, you shot me a message the other day, and I was, I got all giddy. You know, I was, I was uh, super stoked to come on with you. Right? Yeah, I seem like we were always talking on the, you know, in in Brandon's chat and stuff. And you're one of the more active guys on there, so, and I just. You always seem like you know what you're talking about, so I always like listening to you and Britt and Brandon. Yeah, you know, he's a little bit too negative for me, but. <laughs> hey, the, the, the Debbie Reaper, huh? <laughs> he is the Debbie Reaper. <laughs> uh, Brandon, Brandon. All right. Anyways, real quick, we're on the recruiting profile for Matt Corral. He was a four-star guy, 63rd-ranked player in the class of 2018, uh, the fourth-ranked pro-style quarterback. He actually had several offers, including one from Alabama. And he opted opted to stay at old or to go to Old Miss. He's from Long Beach, California, which I swear, if you meet the, if you just look at the way he carries himself and stuff, you can tell he's a California boy. I mean, yep. he just he has that kind of air to him, you know. Statistically, let's see here. He started some in his redshirt freshman year, then he really came on in his sophomore junior year, including last year. He threw for over. 3,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, including we were talking about beforehand. 11 of those interceptions were on two games, which is kind of impressive if you think about it. Um, This year, he cleaned it up a little bit, still threw for 3,300 yards, 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, but he added 614 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns. So he showed a lot more of the rushing. And ironically, I did not notice, I had to look this up. He's 67.3% completed. Career, career completion rate is third in SEC history, which is kind of impressive. Uh, think about SEC, you know, that's, that's impressive. So, all right, Rich. Rich is also a lover of Matt Corral. So, Rich, what traits and attributes does he possess that you think will make him successful in the NFL? Yeah, so watching Matt Corral, the first thing that jumps out at you is his arm talent. Right. You hear a lot of people talk about arm talent. Arm talent is more than just arm strength. Okay. His arm strength, he can make every throw on the field, any throw that you got to ask him for. But in addition to that, his accuracy, like you just stated, is out is I mean, it's incredible, right? So the the accuracy and then also the ball placement, right? So I think it was a game, I think it was week one this year when he was playing Louisville. Uh, there was one specific throw along the sidelines. He had to add touch to the ball to get it over the linebacker, but he had to have enough velocity to get it in there before the safety was able to come over. And I think it was Drummond over on the sideline. And I mean, those throws are, are I mean, that just shows you right there that his arm is, is made for the next level. Right. Um, in addition to the arm talent, like you said, he, he added that, that rushing upside this year. Right. So not only the mobility in the pocket to avoid the rush, extend the plays when he is rolling, he is still looking downfield to throw, but he also has that ability. If he doesn't see anything open, he can take off, get you five, six, seven yards. And like we were talking before is one thing that we would like to see him do more is, is slide, right? Either slide or, or get out of bounds. Okay. Don't take the, don't take the hits. Um, that's, that's kind of one of our negatives. 
Another thing that I really like that he did a lot more of this year, he started manipulating the defense with his eyes and pump fakes, right? So <clears throat> Ole Miss does a lot of routes where one of the receivers will swing out to, to, to the sideline and another receiver will go down the sideline, right? So a lot of times this year he would pump to the swing guy and then hit the 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 go route before that safety could get over and hit him. So that's kind of something that I noticed this year. Uh, so those are like the big takeaways positive for, for Matt Corral for me. I saw a lot of the same things. I just completed a Ricky profile in the nerds for him. And, you know, I broke down a bunch of different plays. You know, he's one guy that I, I kind of watched all year anyways and, and, you know, cut up several game tapes for him. He, he His ball placement, you know, he understands how to use velocity and, and when to use it. You don't see him throw a lot of the arcing giant drop in the bucket passes like Russell Wilson. That's not something he's going to do. Right. You know, he definitely tends to throw it with a little more zip, but he understands not every pass has to have that, you know, so he does use that really well. And what his impress as a runner, he is incredibly impressive. I mean, he's dangerous as hell. Like he, he, yeah, he's he crazy he runs like a running back. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. He, he juke head fakes, you know, he's, he knows when to lower his shoulder, you know, though I, in the NFL, I'm sure they're going to try to stop him from doing that, which I think would extend his career. He's just, and then on top of all that, just he plays quarterback the way I want my team's quarterback to play. I mean, he's got moxie. You can tell that his team is, is really drawn to him. You know, he's a leader. You can see him on the sidelines getting people fired up. You know, he just, he's, he's what you want from a quarterback. He's a leader. So yeah. another, just so another thing. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that he does really well, probably the best out of any of the quarterbacks in the draft outside of maybe Carson Strong is uh, something that I like is he pushes the ball downfield. Right. So he's not yes. afraid to get vertical. Now, there are times where he get, kind of gets into trouble with that. He try he, he does kind of force it into tight yeah. windows, uh, but he has the arm to do it in college. Uh, he may not get away with it in the NFL, but his aggressiveness downfield is, is another thing that I really like too. Right. And as a, a byproduct of old Miss's offense, he works the middle of the field better than any, any quarterback I've seen in college in a while. Like, mm-hmm. like I really like how he works the middle, you know, he's not afraid to throw it over the middle at, and not just short dump offs, you know, like, 20, 30 yards downfield. So loves hitting tight ends down the seam. Touched on a little bit of the negatives. What are some other things you think could hold him back from being successful? Yeah. So like I said, being aggressive, uh, sometimes he does force the ball into tight windows where he could have taken a safer throw, you know, intermediate or short. So he, he does sometimes get a little too confident in his, in his arm. Uh, so that's one thing uh, he does tend to, his footwork can get a little bit sloppy at times. He really needs to focus on keeping the, the mechanics of his base solid because that's where he's going to get his arm strength uh, from. If, right. When the times that it gets sloppy, uh, he can tend to float passes a little bit. So those are just kind of two of the things that I noticed right off the bat. And then additionally, like we spoke of earlier, he really, when he's, when he's running, he really needs to get down something that we spoke before the show is that Tennessee game when he rushed for 200 yards. Yes. But he took such a beating that the next several weeks, he just wasn't himself. You know what I mean? So he, he really needs to limit the unnecessary hits. Right. Yeah. He's only six foot one, two Oh five. I mean, he's not Cam Newton, you know, right. so, but he often played like he thought he was, I mean, he would just take on 
linebackers. And I'm like, whoa, hold on there, buddy. <laughs> like, yeah, you might be able to get away with it with Tennessee's linebackers. Which you're going to be able to get away with it with, you know, <laughs> yeah. Fred Warner or whatever, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, those are things I definitely noticed as well. And then also, he wasn't really asked to read defenses a whole lot. I think he, like mm-hmm. he, he said, he did make some strides this year with using his eyes for manipulation and stuff. But he was quite off quick reads. He didn't. He's not. He wasn't the type to sit in the pocket and wait for his third and fourth progression. You know, by the time his second one, he was gone. You know, he was he was taken yep. off and on the move. So that's something. He'll, yep, definitely. You know, that's a lot of college. That's not something you can't really knock him for. It's a lot of college quarterbacks. That's a transition to the NFL. So. And then as far as landing spots, I get on the NFL mock draft database just to kind of see where other people are taking them. And in the last three days, here are a couple landing spots. I saw someone who had a mock to sixth to the Panthers, ninth to the Broncos, 11th to the Redskins. No, Redskins, Jesus. Um, yeah, Washington football team, a little behind the times there, Dwight. Um, 18 to the Saints and 20, 20 to the Steelers. So pretty much everybody sees him going in the first round, which I think he should. If you go down a little farther here, a lot of people have him going to the Broncos at nine. So are there any of those landing spots that you can think of that would be really good for him? Or? Yeah, I mean, so right off the bat, Denver would be a great one. Obviously, they have, I mean, crazy Lots talent at the wide, re- wide receiver position. You got a really good young running back in Javante Williams. I think that that would be a great one. I think Washington would be a great one. Team him up with uh, Terry McLaurin. They got Gibson there. And then another one, too, that I really like is the potential, if he falls this far, I don't think he will, but Pittsburgh, with the crazy talent that they have there. I know that their offensive line is kind of shaky, but, I mean, those wide receivers and Najee there, I mean, that that'd be a great landing spot as well. So, really, any any anywhere between Denver, Pittsburgh, and, and Washington. I think I would like those probably the best. Yeah, I can't see Carolina taking him at six. I just no. I they have know, so many I holes. Guess, maybe and the Giants have a couple first round picks too, but I would really hate it if he landed on the Giants. Um, yeah, I don't want it. So yeah, that. I really like. <laughs> I don't want anything nice don't and shiny it. to go there. Damn it! <laughs> no, no, they ruined Saquon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a Penn I'm State sure fan, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking that as I said that. I'm like, yeah, they did, didn't they? Damn it. Uh, yes, they did. So Denver Denver would be awesome. I think, yeah. I would love and it. They got a decent offensive yeah. line, decent defense. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think literally if, if, if they get a quarterback, I think that's probably all they need to, to really take that next step. Because, like I said, they got those wide receivers, they got the tight ends. So, mm-hmm. running back in the defense is really good. I think that if as soon as they add a, a legit quarterback, I think that that, that they're going to be a, a contender in the AFC. Right, because Corral did this all this year, this 3,300 yards with some really bad wide receivers. Like yeah, Ontario Drummond. Couple, uh, yeah, Elijah Mingo Moore did nothing. It was rough. <laughs> like yeah, like they they were rotating all sorts of different guys through. So yeah, he, he would he would love going to Denver. I'm sure. So oh, yeah, all right, Rich. Absolutely. All right, can you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter and what you're working on these days? Yeah, so at, on Twitter, I'm at fanatics underscore rich. Uh, and then anything that I do has to do with the, the Debbie dashboard with, with Brandon Lejeune. Um, so I do uh, rankings there. 
myself and Joel Humphreys are, are the two main C2C guys for the dashboard and really just interacting on that, on his Slack chat uh, with everybody on there and then, and then Twitter, but that, that's pretty much, pretty much all I do. If you are listening to this, you are not on the Debbie dashboard, please, please reach out to Brandon and get in. It's an invaluable resource and it's freaking really cheap. So <laughs> ton, I mean, ton of fun too. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, definitely one of the more active groups that I've, I've ever seen. I mean, if it goes more than two or three minutes without somebody saying something, <laughs> I think somebody gets on and says something. So <laughs> just, like, because, everybody? just because, <laughs> so, all right. You can find me on Twitter at the people's champ. Find this podcast at daily draft RPRT. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.